You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have an active week full of planetary transits. It is an interestingly cool week ahead in terms of transit, especially with some of the other stuff we have aspect pattern-wise. There will be a grand cardinal cross happening this week, which will aid us in getting things off the ground. Mars is leaving Leo and entering Virgo, which should help us take practical action on our objectives. But if you couldn't get enough regal energy, Mercury is going to transit into Leo, giving us the opportunity to think more boldly. And we have another active week of Mercury transits, giving us the opportunity to work on our communication skills with others along with ourselves in terms of our internal dialogue. Even though the vibes on the graph are minimal, there's still a lot going on through this week. As a matter of fact, the whole month of July seems to have this tone when it comes down to the vibes on the graphs that I've looked at, where it just seems minimal compared to some of the crazier energies we've had back in June. But that doesn't mean that July in itself is going to be quiet because we have a lot of transitional energy occurring through this month. Solitude is going to peak and valley throughout this week and so we'll have a couple of days where we may want some space to ourselves particularly on the 10th and on the 12th all the way up until about the 14th those could be days where we're needing space to ourselves those could be days where we're needing just time to be with our thoughts It could be that we're feeling triggered. It could be that we need to ground our energies in some sort of way. Especially on Monday with the psychic energy that's popping up. It's minimal, but it's enough to feel as though you need a break from people. Because sometimes when those psychic energies pop up with solitude, it's because we're absorbing other energies. It's because we're picking up on too much. It's because we're feeling extrasensory and we're needing some space in order to understand what's going on with us intuitively. And it's also intersecting mental energy as it will when we get to the 13th. It'll intersect mental energy and it'll intersect a smidge of good luck energy. And again, that could be a time where we're needing to be with our thoughts and think about the possibilities. Think about options that we have. Think about ways to be more fortunate in our lives. So it could be a time to consider ways that we can improve the circumstances in our lives. So yeah, this is definitely another colorful week for sure. Let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. On the 10th, we get the opportunity to smooth out the rough edges in our lives because Mars is entering Virgo. So as we leave the fun-loving vibes of Mars and Leo, we shift to a method that gives us the urge to take practical action on our goals. So an energy like this can give us the much-needed boost to refine unpolished things in our lives. Mars is our planet of action and going after what we want. Virgo is about going through the details and sifting through the unnecessary BS in order to get something that's pristine. So this six-week period that this planet is in this sign will give us the opportunity and energy to make adjustments to the things in our lives that really need a good polishing. And we haven't had this combination in a while. It's been about two years, almost two years to the date, exactly. The last time Mars was in Virgo was July 21st of 2020. So we're only a few weeks shy of it actually being a full two years. But now that Mars is back in the spot, it'll give us the much needed get up and go that we might be craving at this point. Mars and Leo has a ton of get up and go and it has a lot of enthusiasm and motivation and go getter energy. 
And because of its fixed nature, it gives us the much needed boost to stay the course. However, Virgo energy kicks that up like 200 notches and truly helps us get on our grind because what it does is it causes us to narrow our focus, take logical action, and really pay attention to those crucial details that we need in order to succeed. And combined with Mars, this Virgo energy gives us the ability to direct our energy more intentionally and in a way where we're able to cut through unnecessary clutter, unnecessary bullshit that might get in our way in terms of any of the goals that we're setting in terms of things that we're going after, which ensures that whatever we're working at is done efficiently to ensure the finished product is pristine. Another cool thing about this is because of Virgo ruling the mind and Mars being about our energetic vitality and force, it could be a period of increased mental sharpness. So energetically, we might feel more wired. We may feel more mentally alert. We may feel like we're picking up things quicker than normal. We're able, again, to focus on the details more than normal. And overall, we're just processing data easily. So with this kind of influence, nothing's going to escape our attention that we need to pay attention to, especially if we're trying to learn a new topic, especially if we're trying to understand something that's complex or we're wanting to do research on something. We'll be able to find every little nook and cranny about whatever top topic or subject that we're trying to understand. With this combination being as interested in data as it is, it can also be a period of understanding better ways to incorporate wellness into your life. In other words, Virgo has a lot to do with wellness. Virgo has a lot to do with self-improvement. The sign rules the sixth house, which has to do with our health, our fitness regimen, our schedule, and our diet. So this could be a time where we're interested in improving that. We're interested in leveling that area of our life up. And with an energy like this, we could really take the actions needed to make tweaks to something in our lives that's not really working for us on a wellness level. And some of that wellness doesn't have to be body goals necessarily. It could be mindset goals. This could be a time of making tweaks, mental tweaks to shift your mindset, to shift your internal dialogue. Virgo has a lot to do with our thought processes. Mercury has a lot to do with our thought processes. And then we get that in Gemini as well. But Virgo happens to be the sign where we really go deep into the mind, where we process data and our thought processes. With this being a mutable sign about adaptability, it could be a time of shifting from a fixed mindset to having a more of a growth perspective when it comes down to your thought processes and the way you see the world. And also all the goals and opportunities that's out there for you in the world. Because Mars rules our sex drive, this could be a period that's very interesting when it comes down to dating if you're single or in a romantic relationship. Under this influence, there tends to be more stamina when it comes down to bedroom things. So this could be a time where your energy is more focused when it comes down to intimacy, leading to longer periods of bedroom action. Also, an energy like this tends to bring out the more thoughtful side in others. So this could be a period where if you're in a relationship, there's more thoughtfulness when it comes down to bedroom antics. Or if you're single and you're dating and you're hooking up, you could meet someone who happens to be more thoughtful in that area. Another thing with this energy, similar to Venus and Virgo, there is a tendency to be a little bit picky when it comes down to dating situations and who you're going to be with. Maybe not to the extent of Venus and Virgo, but with this one, because it's action oriented, you're still going to go out there and pursue, but you're really going to sift through the ones that just don't fit and really narrow it down to who's the best person for the job. Temperament wise, this Mars has an interesting tone to it. It's not as volatile as some Mars mixes, but it's not to say that this one can't have its moments where it gets temperamental. Mars has to do with how we process anger. So combined with Virgo, there may be moments where we're more locked 
logical and more cerebral about the way we approach being irritated by things. So it tends to restrain Mars a bit and make Mars kind of think before it acts and take a moment to be a little bit more strategic or analyze the situation before diving in head first. So it's not that rageful, but also it does have its things. And that leads me to the lower expression of this combination because we always have a lower expression when there's a planet sign pairing. And with this one, there could be moments where the anger turns into something nasty in terms of words. And so in a lot of ways, it could be being nasty with the way you speak with people. And by nasty, I mean being outright mean and cold and intellectually roasting someone. And just because someone has said calmly and intellectually doesn't make it less nasty than being inflammatory. Also, similar to Venus and Virgo, there could be moments with this where some of that anger shows up as being nitpicky and micromanaging. So there could be a tendency to hurl insults if someone's not doing something the right way. Another thing we have to be aware of with this energy is overworking ourselves and overanalyzing everything. This is a very revved up combination when it comes down to being mentally wired and also being bodily wired. And so there may be moments where we need to take breaks and we're not knowing how to take breaks and we may burn ourselves out because we're so focused on the task at hand and we just want to get it done right that we don't know when to stop. And because of the mentally wired nature and the nature of Virgo paired with this, our minds could be overactive. There may be bouts of insomnia with something like this. And a lot of this could be because of overanalyzing things, overthinking things, being in our heads too much. We're experiencing harsh inner dialogue that's keeping us up at night or just making our minds feel very uneasy. So try to balance out your energies the best way you can. We'll have this for six weeks like we do when Mars is passing through a sign. And so use this for all of its great qualities. That same day, Mercury is going to make an opposition with Pluto. Mercury is at 29 degrees of Cancer and it has an edgy tone to it because once these planets hit 29 degrees, especially in cardinal signs, they tend to bring a bit of edge to them. And it happens to be opposing Pluto at 29 Capricorn. So this could be a day where communication tends to have a power struggly tone to it. An energy like this can enunciate problematic conversations. It can enunciate debative conversations with people. So if someone's not agreeing on your stance or point of view, they may let you know about it. They may bicker with you as a result of it. With an energy like this, the tone for conversations could be more antagonistic than normal. So really try to pick and choose your battles because others may be in the mood to spar with an opposition like this. As we get to the next day, when Mercury's leaving that opposition with Pluto, it's going to transit into Leo. So we'll have two planets in Leo again, just like we did when Mars was in Leo. We'll have Mercury in Leo. We also have Venus in Leo because Venus has been in Leo for a while now and will still be in Leo until October since it's going retrograde. So we're about to head for some big Leo energy. The sun will be in Leo in the next week or so around the 23rd. So we'll be hitting the Leo stellium. For right now, it's Mercury's turn. And as we leave the emotive tone of Mercury and Cancer, we shift to a more bold approach that could really bring out our extroverted side. Mercury and Cancer has a great energy because it allows us to innerly reflect, but an energy like Leo allows us to be more expressive. So during this time, it could be a heavy ramped up communication few weeks as this planet is in this sign. Under this influence, we could feel more revved up. We could feel more projective in our communication style. Our minds could feel more playful. It could be a period of thinking of ways to grab other people's attention, but it can also be 
be a way of thinking more creatively under this influence. So on all levels, we could just feel more expressive and our minds might feel more confident in that because an energy like this really tends to boost our self-assurance, allowing us to feel more open in terms of interacting with other people, in terms of not dulling our shine, leading us to be able to speak in a heart-centered manner. And something like this is much needed because mindset-wise, it really helps us feel good about ourselves. It really helps us recognize how cool and talented we are. And when we're feeling like that, it's so much easier to be communicative with others. And the best part about it is it's easier to have better internal dialogue in terms of the way we speak with ourselves. So this could be a time of motivating yourself. This could be a time of being your own best cheerleader. Although this could be a time where we're starting to feel some of that cheer from other people because this is an upbeat energy that allows us to speak encouragingly to others as well as receiving that sort of encouragement ourselves. With a Mercury sign pairing like this, we'll seek out mental stimulation in a way that's more playful. In other words, we can have the urge to immerse ourselves in the creative things. We can have the urge to immerse ourselves in entertainment. Leo energy is all about leisure. It's the fifth house of how we recreate. So this could be a period of feeling mentally stimulated through those types of things. I know for some people that may not sound like mental stimulation, but having fun and doing cool adventurous activities gives us a considerable boost mindset wise when we do those things. So this could truly be a time of feeling satisfied through going out and doing bold things and or going to places with a theatrical ambience about it, or even intending a play, going to the theater and things like that. Also because of the creative artful nature of Leo, this could be a time where we feel stimulated through creative things, through artsy things, through things that enhance our talents. One of the other cool things is if you've gone through some sort of artistic block, this might be a time where your mind is feeling more vibrant than normal and inspired, allowing you to cut through that artistic block and create something that's very standout. Even though Mercury is not associated with romance and dating, a pairing like this could bring out our more amorous side. So this might be an ultra flirty time. This might be a time where we have romance on the brain focusing on our dating lives or focusing on our current relationship, bringing a sense of passion and theater to our love life scenarios. Of course, there is a lower vibration as there is anytime there's a planet sign pairing and this one is no different. Due to the confident nature of Leo, we could be thinking more confidently. We could be feeling more self-assured, which is always great. At the same time, we need to be aware of being self-aggrandizing in this energy. We need to be aware of thinking we're too good for things. Also acting in a very prideful way because this energy tends to rev that up as well. Because Leo is a sign that encourages us to stand out and get the attention that we deserve, get the applause we deserve. Paired with this on a lower expression, it could create moments where we're expecting validation, expecting praise from others. And although you may be working hard on something and may be skilled and talented, sometimes people just don't have the bandwidth to do that. And a lot of the times it's not personal, it's just that they're not thinking about it. And so with an energy like this, we really need to be aware of lashing out if we're not getting the validation that we're feeling as though we deserve. Or on the flip side, getting down on ourselves when we're not getting the attention that we want. Because although this is a very confident Mercury, sometimes when that confidence isn't being fed by external validation, it can shift into feeling down if you're not getting the validation that you're looking for. But other than that, let's use this to express ourselves unabashedly, especially if we've been in this era where we haven't been doing so and we've been stifling our voice. 
from the 12th to 14th, we have a bunch of complex alignments, but one that may help us suddenly turn things around. On the 12th, the sun's going to make a square with Chiron, which could be a day of mending our ego wounds. With an energy like this, we can feel up and down throughout that day, especially when it comes down to feeling self-assured. And because of this, we might have a day where we're seeking validation that's external and it's not working in our favor. In other words, it could be a day of looking for validation to make ourselves feel better, getting that ego boost, getting that nice serotonin from that ego boost, but we're not necessarily getting it. And when an alignment like this happens, it's giving us the nudge needed to develop better coping mechanisms, especially if our self-esteem is fluctuating, and to look for it within ourselves and not through other people. As we get to the 14th, the sun's going to make a sesquiquadrate with Saturn while Mercury is in a quick comes to Saturn. So we're having double the Saturn alignments that could create a day where we're feeling more deflated than normal. We could feel as though things are not moving as quickly, which is further making our self-esteem plummet. And with the Mercury Quincunx Saturn stuff, we might go to one of our default coping mechanism, which is minimizing some of our feelings so that way we get nice and numb and not feel our feels. So these energies is one of the reasons why solitude was so high on the graph and why we were seeing that, why we were seeing that mental energy kicking in and so this could be a day where you're needing space to yourself this could be a day where you're needing to focus on what's next in terms of your goals in terms of getting some sort of forward movement also another reason why that solitude energy was popping up this could be a day where you're just being overly critical on yourself and you're not feeling as though you know you're going to get to where you need to get and when we're feeling like that we really just don't want to be around people we want to be to ourselves so that we can process what's going on in our minds. But I will say one thing with this Saturn aspects, especially with Saturn and the Sun, the Sun making that SS we quadrate with Saturn, a lot of the times with these situations that we feel aren't moving, if we've been putting in the hard work and effort, Saturn tends to reward that. So it can be a thing where, you know, we're having to find a solution to get to the next step. And because we've been working hard and now we're working hard on this, once we get to some of those harmonious alignments with Saturn, we can end up having our moment where there's a solution to our problems, but we can also have our moment where we're getting the recognition or we're seeing the progress that we've been working on at that point in time. Luckily, on that same day, the sun is going to make a sextile with Uranus, which could be a nice mitigating factor to a lot of this uncomfortable energy. A vibe like this can suddenly shake up the air and give us this sense of hope, give us this sense of optimism when it comes down to the things in our life that seem like they were stagnant. This could be a day where we're having some major breakthroughs about how to get through some of the stale areas of our life. And so if you're feeling some of that Saturn stuff that was going on with Mercury making that quincunx with Saturn and the Sun making that sesquiquadrate with Saturn, this could be one of your saving graces in terms of finding a solution to something that felt complex in your life. And also, this is one of those other things where that solitude energy comes into play because when we're coming up with a plan, when we're concocting something, when we're having a moment of ingenuity, sometimes we can't be bogged down by other people. And with the independent nature of Uranus, that can sometimes push us to do our own thing on that day. It's not to say that we won't be social because this also does have a social element to it, which we may play around with later on in the day. But in the moment while we're planning our stuff out, we may need a moment to act independently. But on the social end, this does bestow upon us the bandwidth to deal with people later on after we've gotten our complexities done. So it might be a day where we're interested in connecting with those we're on the same wavelength with. 
So the need to interact and mingle with our friends is going to be potent as we get through the rest of this day. We'll feel the urge to do something new, daring, and exciting under an alignment like this. And that's going to be needed because the next day we get an uncomfortable transit with Venus making a quincunx to Neptune. An energy like this has a tendency to show us where we've lacked standards in relationships. And not only that, Venus is in pre-shadow. Neptune is in retrograde right now. These planets will connect again in this alignment a couple of more times. So we'll get this one more time on July 30th, but we're also going to get this on October 3rd as Venus is coming out of its post-shadow. The same with Neptune as well. Neptune is a slower-moving celestial body, and although we'll feel its retrograde, it's more on a collective level, and if it's aspecting something in our chart, but the Venus retrograde happens to be one of the rarer retrogrades. So when we have those, we really need to pay close attention because it definitely affects a lot of us, especially if we have planets connecting to that regressive cycle. So with an alignment like this, we'll need to pay attention to our blind spots when it comes down to romantic situations and our finances. Under this influence, we'll see where destructive patterns have held us back romantically. Get where we need to get real about relationship situations that are unconstructive to us. And we'll have to look at if we're deluding ourselves about our spending habits. So this is truly about facing the things we've ignored in these scenarios. And on the 16th, we have a planetary aspect pattern. We're going to have a grand cardinal cross, and this will last for a few weeks. Tomorrow on the 17th, the nodes are switching from Taurus and Scorpio to the Aries Libra axis. And so this is opening up that square. That square has been opening up slowly, this grand cross, but at the same time, we will really start feeling it hit. This is going to be connected to the north and south node, Pluto, the sun in Cancer, a smidge of that Mercury that's in Leo right now because it's still within degrees. It's separating from this square itself, but either way, it's still slightly included in this since it's already crossed over this section. Under this influence, the urge to get the ball rolling on something that's been on hold for us for a while will be strong and potent. This is cardinal energy, so we will feel the need to initiate something and get things started, get something kickstarted that's been just sitting there on the shelf for a while. So we could truly feel energized and ignited to get things done. Another thing with this is we have to look at some of the unhealthy aspects of what's holding us back from getting things going in our lives. So something like this could show us where we're lacking self-motivation. Live like this can show us where staying in our shell has kept us small in our lives. Energetically, this could show us where codependency has caused us to lose our identity, which in turn is stifling us from growth. And it can also show us where having a limited mindset is preventing us from taking healthy risks. So an energy like this is going to point out those things and show us where we need to work on that so that way we can get things off the ground that have been just sitting there and festering for a while. So yeah, what a week. And we have more ahead as we go from the 17th to the 23rd, which I will talk about in the next podcast. But Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever later and see you in the next episode.